exhausting. From the stately downtown studios. Stand by for Florida's premier sports talk radio show. It's Ozzy, the sports junkie. This whole thing is getting out of control. What the hell are you talking about? of the world. Unfreaking believable. And now, here's Aussie. What's up, Ordinary Hurry People? Aussie, the Sports Junkie, back in the stately studios of the Sports Junkie Radio Network on a special freak show Friday. Oh, we got a full house. It's been a while since I've seen my one friend, and it's been an even longer while since I've, I've welcomed a new friend into the mix. If you followed us at all, and I say us because we are part of Team Box Score News, you not only see the Aussie Radio Show, you see the Sports Arena fellas. We welcome uh, Evan Bushman and one Eric to the, to the Sports Junkie. Fellas, pleasure to have you here. Thanks for having us, man. Really Thanks appreciate it. It's I mean, been a long time. It's been a long time. Uh, Evan came down at the old station down at the STLR. Scene. Yeah, okay. A long time. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They managed to leave the lights on long enough for us to do that show. <laughs> that that was. He could tell it that. Uh, I, I remember you I got so a, fucking frustrated. I was with very. It. it was as I left. I was like, dude, I'm sorry. I am so sorry. Yeah, I could tell you, you probably weren't that impressed because I could give two rats tests. You gave it a shot, and I give the guys credit, and they're still grinding it out, and in, and that's what it takes in radio to just keep grinding it out. And you, speaking of grinding. The sports arena. Talk to me about where people can listen to it. Well, you can find it on Box Score News, but more importantly, the website. Where can you listen? And you can listen on terrestrial radio as well. That's right. Eric, you want to do that or you want me to do it? Yeah, it don't matter to me. You can do it. So we're on, every, on every Saturday mornings, 11 to noon on Fox Sports, 1070 AM, WKI. Down nice. Charlotte. And then you can listen to the replays on our Spreaker website and also Spotify and then iTunes. So And they're usually up right after the show. So. Nice. And you guys do a regular down there yep. at Rafferty's, the old old, old school. school. Yeah. Right across the old world of beer now. It's now Rafferty. I don't know what the hell's going on so down there, fellas. The I mean, that that is a hopping part of town. Uh, you know how many places have been in that tower there? Oh I, my God! I remember when it was Esca. Esca I remember yeah. when I mean, it was World of Beer. What's I mean, the, what's happening? Why can't something I think, succeed there? I think they finally found the spot that's going to be there more than a year or two. Exactly. I mean, he Rafferty's is now they're going to be the premier spot to go watch not only us but also watch football. They have bands there and shit. All that. Oh yeah, yeah. I they've got bands, all kinds of stuff. I need to double dip. I got to take you guys over one night to the new Salty Gyms Island Paradise. All right, sounds a little strange. I, I do not want to go near any place that has no. salty and gym in the same <laughs> sentence. Where Come is on. this place? At? It's about 300 feet that way. Okay. Straight across the parking lot, a very easy remote. I can just put everything in my back pocket. Um, it was a place called the intersection that I wouldn't stop to take a shit if, if I had explosive Oh, they diarrhea. changed the intersection? I remember the intersection. Dude, I went so there twice, I. and I said, no, I, I refuse to go. It's dark, it's dank, it's disgusting. I went in there one time and turned around and went right out. I, I went in there twice and turned around and went nah. out, and I said, when I heard it was still open when I came into here about a year ago, I said, there's no way that that place... They had no lights. I mean, lights come in handy, don't they? And the title is Salty Gyms. Salty Gyms. Well, that... that don't cast aspersions. <laughs> Please, don't cast aspersions on one of my fine... Come on uh, <laughs> in, boys. It's Salty Gyms. We keep the lights on. I'll tell you this, though, fellas. 
Usually my spot in the, because I'm a, this is my wheelhouse right here at Sarasota and uh, Weber and Beneva, which is if you put a, map, a pin in the middle of Sarasota, this, this county, city, what have you, it's Weber and Beneva. Weber and Beneva is pretty much square one as far as central Sarasota. At any rate, Evie's is usually my spot on B Ridge, a great sports bar. Great yep. people down there at Evie's. Good spot. S- a Pizza. great spot. Great spot with the lightning in the playoffs or the uh, Buccaneers. Well, I don't think they've been la- open that long enough to have a Buccaneer playoff run. But uh, <laughs> they, the intersection. He's not lying, everybody. It He's has been lying. gutted. Well, we'll get to that. Not we'll, get, we'll get to that. The intersection has been gutted. It's all clean. They have a brand new bar. Do they have lights? They have lights. They have no less than about, oh, 50 big screen TVs. Okay. They have every Major League Baseball package. They have hot chicks serving cold beer. They have great food. And this chicken is Salty Jim's? And pizzas right across. I'm pointing right at it. Salty Jim's. I mean, you got to check it out. Tell them I think Sports Salty Jim's. All right. So I'll be over uh, there. I mean, I'm, I'm still a little nervous about the name, but I'll give it a shot. Well, it's I mean. Salty Jim's Island Paradise. Okay, I don't know. Well, then f- I'm okay with it. They also own, if it helps any, they own Hurricane Mike. So they're in the bar business. Okay. Oh, all right. I, okay. I know, yes. Hurricane. Yeah, I know Hurricane Mike. I so I'm good. So, uh, you know, it's a good spot to... I'm always in the lookout for a new sports bar. Because, fellas, I have a I have a criterion when it comes to sports bars. Because nothing pisses me off more. And I won't mention any names, Alehouse. That, that, <laughs> that fancies himself, oh, come here for sports. And nobody's even watching the goddamn games. There's, there's three criteria: Hot chicks serving beer. And games on with games volume. Games on and then lots of TV. Well, so uh, I, that is a... a uh, you don't get that over there. You get every game. They have every package. Sports. Uh... Football, baseball, across the board. You can watch any game, any night. And they put on the local team. Nothing pisses me off more. And I go in and the Rays are playing. I don't care who they're playing. I don't care if they're, uh, they're 30-0 or 0-30. You put the local team on a couple sets. You, you know, I'm, so, I'm glad that you brought that up because there's been a lot of people saying local bars, especially in the St. Pete area, don't put the games on when they're on TV. Oh, they blacked out? I mean, no, no they, just, don't, they just won't do it. So but, you just won't play But it. the Rays have one of the, like, the top-rated, you know, Top-rated TV ratings. In oh, the they whole do. League. They do have great TV ratings. And here's something, fellas. I've I've been with the Rays since day one. I grew up in Chicago. Longtime Cubs fan, but being here for 30 years, I watched this team. I watched us get passed by by the White Sox. We got passed by by the Marlins for expansion. The Twins were going to come here. The Giants were going to come here. So that that I feel like that is my baby up there. Sure, the first five or six years of Tropicana Field, it was a mausoleum. There was no flavor to it. It was just dark, d- dank concrete walls. You go in there now, that grass, I swear to God, they always up to, you swear to God, that's real grass on TV, even in person. Look at the old pictures of the Astrodome and the Metrodome with that goddamn folded up bleachers. They were playing in a high school gym. It's, How about it's, Burt Blylev and said, blow this place up? It's it's really fantastic what they've done throughout the whole 20 years. It's, it's now it's, it's now an intolerable and actual place to go to and hang out now because, because they're trying to bring fans in because fans won't go. I get, I got a newsflash for you. If it was an outdoor stadium, A, no one would go, and B, every game would be rained out. Could you imagine sitting You ever go down to see the Marlins play when they played Joe Robbie? No. Oh, my God. I go for Friday and Saturday night, which was tolerable. Ozzy, I hardly want to go to Bucks games in September. I won't go. Oh, forget about it. I won't go. Oh, no. I'm out. No. My friends get exhaustion. People are sitting Even if the Bucks are winning, which is never. People are, sitting, people are sitting in the alcoves trying to get a beer or water. This, I mean, I went to the Bucks-Eagles game last year, yeah. and by the third quarter— my boy had heat exhaustion. We had to leave. Yeah. I've been to games with uh, with girlfriends and whatnot in the old sombrero and the newer one. And where you're sitting there talking, then before you know it, you're talking to yourself. Yeah. And they just drop. It's way too hot. Let's hope. When I heard last year that all their games were 1 o'clock, I knew the season was down the shitter. Hopefully they have some 4 o'clock games. You know, Bushman, you and I were talking about it. <clears throat> Is it just me? Are they just... 
Are they just lining this thing up to sink Winston and blow the offense up? If that's the case, why even waste a year? Why waste a year? They don't, they don't draft a running back. They don't address their worst running game in the NFL. They don't address the shittiest line. But I thought that Dotson and Benicock were as good as gone. They re-signed him. I think they even got a bump in pay. We, we've talked about this before in the sports arena, airing live every 11 to noon on uh, WKIX. So that's what Fox I hear, sports, yeah. yeah. I heard it down there. I, I, don't, I, don't, there, I don't think there'd be... Why would you bring in Arians if you're going to sink the ship? As I don't... Say, yeah, and he's not a dummy. He's he, not going to come in here and put a losing... He said a, he said a great thing when, when he... When his first One of his first press conferences was... I want to play to these players' strengths. That's all I want to do. So bring it in. He is the perfect coach to, to coach Winston. And that's, the, and that's the biggest thing that I think everybody is, is asking about. Is, well, is Winston going to be the guy we drafted, or is he going to be the bust that we everybody thinks he's going to be? And I think Aaron is the coach, the guy to do that. For, I, for thought, I thought it was over and done with. Obviously, the hot start last year was fun for everybody. How great was it to see Fitzpatrick rocking the, the swag after that? Yeah, the, but he they, breaks your heart every time. Oh, he's breaking your heart. He was not the solution. No. He was not a long-term solution, and he proved that on the field. I heard it from Jets fans. I heard it from uh, Buffalo fans that he'll, he'll give you two weeks, then he'll shit the bed, and that's exactly what happened. He got a big deal from Miami, and he'll probably go down there and do the same thing down there, and God bless him. I, but I think Jameis has to know this is the year you've got to put up a shove. This is your last four, year in your, your yeah, contract, and this the is four it. Year, but I'm not really crazy about paying a guy $20 million, and he's still learning. Another, I'm telling you right now, a learning curve Sunday where he throws four picks in that heat, and those fans are pissed, and they're down 28 nothing, and there's no more love. Why is there just blind love for this guy? Is it the Florida State thing? I think it is. I think a lot of it has to do with Florida State. I don't but, get that. But, I, Okay, here's the thing you also have to look at, and I, it's very rarely that I actually will defend this young man because I, I'm yeah, not— I've never heard I, your take on the guy. So here's my thing with Jameis. This is a young man who's had to go through now. This is his third, correct me if I'm wrong, his third head coach, thank correct? Thank you, thank you. Yes, okay, sir, yes, so it's just like offensive coordinators. You, the analogy that I, I, I'm going to start using is Jameis is to head coaches what Matt Ryan is to offensive coordinators. It seems like every year you get a new one. How are you supposed to develop some continuity? How are you supposed to develop a rhythm? How are you supposed to get in sync with the team and with what you're trying to do if every year they're handing you a brand-new playbook by a brand-new person, learning brand-new schemes to try and win games? This is a win-now league. We know this. This is what the NFL does. If you don't have some type of consistency, you are not going to be successful. I finally feel like Jameis, he realizes it. He's like, look, just give me some continuity. I don't care if it's a wide receiver. I don't care if it's a tight end. I don't care. Give me an offensive line first and foremost. He's had continuity. He's had Mike Evans there the whole time. He's had Cam Brate the whole time. Yeah, but he hasn't had an offensive line. He hasn't had an offensive line. And when when you don't have an offensive line. Fellas, I've sat through Vinny Testaverde. I sat through Dilfer. I sat through Freeman. I've I've never seen the mistakes in year five. They were talking about five. Would this guy last five years in Philadelphia? Hell no. He would last two years. He'd be gone. Thank you. We already know this. Is it because we're a bunch of rubes down here? We we tolerate that shit? No, no, no. What it is is I think you have to look at – people are starting to look at what is it about Jameis. Because when you see those flashes of Jameis, and I'll go back – I'll take you back to when he played Philly on Thanksgiving and he whooped our asses. People are like, oh, my God, look what Jameis could do in the link on Thanksgiving. This is a primetime game. When the hell was this? This I must have been passed out by (laughs) the one and a half but uh, this, Ozzie, he, as Eric said, he's got flesh. He can do it. He's, yeah. he's the coaches. He needs yeah, but he, he because, tries. But when he tries too much and put everything on his back, that's I got when a he makes flash. the stupid mistakes. The, the gunslinger analogy keeps being brought out. Brett Favre was a gunslinger. Right. But he won more fights than he lost. Right. Jameis has lost way more fights. Jameis is not a well, gunslinger. Well, also, they have, a, will, they have a shitty defense. He will go... He will go nerf football on us. He's, he's got nothing, so just throw the ball up in the air. I mean, you you wouldn't see a five-year-old do that in the backyard, but yet 
every week or so, you see this and you're just, what are we watching here? I think, I thought after the four-pick game in Cincinnati last year, and it wasn't just me, the national media, you won't find it, anybody in national media who's got this guy's back, from uh, Skip Brainless to Sh- Shannon Sharp, everybody in ESPN, Max Kellerman, everybody NFL Live, it's time to turn the page. It's time to turn the page. So that leads to question, who the fuck is supporting this guy, and how did he get $20 million? He's got a great agent. I want. Can we get his agent? Sports well, Arena, Ozzy, Sports Junkie, we need his agent. We do. Seriously. Seriously, Because if he's giving We'd be getting more from box score. Hell yeah. Instead of box tops. I'm telling I you. Kid. I kid. Mean. I kid because we love it. We love it. <laughs> I, did put a little, I did put a little package piece together since you guys were coming. It's a little production piece that I put together. This is a, a, little, uh, a little song that I put together about our, our guy, Jameson. <laughs> All right. Check it out. You might like it. A little slow starting here. Third down and three for Tampa Bay. Jameson's first pass. Intercepted. First pass to the pro. It gets better. First career pass. James Winston. There are so many things to talk about as you see that Marcus Mariota running a hit the long touchdown, and the first time James Winston comes in and throws a pass on a third and short, it's picked off. The fuck are you doing? You Next game. You have Jameis Winston, who to me should be viewed as a repeat offender, or at least putting himself. Remember when he jumped up on the table in college and what he said, the vulgar description that he had there? You university settled with this woman that you're accused of sexually assaulting for what a million dollars? So nothing happened? Be on your best behavior. Somebody better grab him and just say, it's gonna be over before you know it. And do not compare Jameis Winston with Tom Brady deflating footballs because this is viewed differently. I'm guessing if you're grabbing somebody's crop against their will while they're driving you and you're liquored up, um, what is that? It's inappropriate behavior. You, you got that money, that the 20 million that's coming up, $21 million with him. And if you're the Buccaneers, man, I, I would think long and hard about what the future is with Jameis Winston. The last time I saw Jameis Winston, people forget about this. He won a Heisman, won a national championship, deserves credit for that. He got annihilated by Mariota in a national semifinal of the playoffs a few years ago. Okay, he comes to the NFL. He has, you know, respectable seasons or whatever. But the Bucs haven't won. I mean, when you look at it from that perspective, he's 17 and 23 as a starter. And I'm looking at Mariota. Mariota is having a better career. Deshaun Watson or Jameis Winston, who would you roll with right now? Third down and three for Tampa Bay. And it goes on and on and on, Eric. It I mean, I hated you. And I've been called everything from a dumbass to a racist to, dude, I was the biggest. I thought Josh Freeman was our guy. When he was 26 and 10, I mean, that guy was a moose on the field. I've never seen a quarterback shake off. He's shaking off 300 pound uh, defensive ends and going for the, for the first down. What happened to him? Who knows? He got off his medication. It's a shame because. For statistically, he had the best record in Buccaneer history. He did. And he I, had the best year in Buccaneer history. And the Bucs were 10-6 and six under Rara. It all that, fell apart. Right. And, that, and that's where I look at it. When it comes to the Bucs, I'm like, you, you you have opportunities. These guys come in, and it's like you want to throw everything at them because you feel like they're going to be the guy. But what you don't look at is you don't look at the guys that you have. And what you also don't look at is the guys who, have, who are able to produce for you. It's like, how can we get them to the next level? You know, I've seen so many guys. Like the one guy I will go back to more than anybody. The Bucks drafted a running back by the name of Legarrette Blunt. Sure. 
And look at this. This look at this man's career. <laughs> they put him on the bench because I forget who they drafted. They drafted a. Uh, uh, Martin, the running back, I believe, that, yeah. that sat him on the bench. He went out and won, what, five Super Bowls? Right. So I'm like, all right, do you not realize that, you know, I want to know where the scouts are saying, wait, wait, we yeah. drafted this guy for a reason. We brought him in for a reason. And then you want to ship him off. So he, then what is his motivation? Well, the Bucks don't want me, so I'm going to go out there and prove everybody wrong. But getting back to Jameis, this young man has to. There's no other choice in the matter. I don't care what excuse you want to throw out there. You have to work with what you have to work with, and you have to go out and get these people to believe in you because you're absolutely right. I think outside of his mama and his family, I don't think anybody believes in Jameis this year. I know. Did you see that he was at a golf tournament? And you just got a question. Is I mean, is this his his the only thing worse than his on-field decisions or his off-field? The, the shit he gets involved with is just exactly. moronic, man. Right. He was at a golf tournament, Eric, and he let this trick shot artist hit a ball off his out of his fucking mouth with a tee. This guy's making twenty million dollars. If I'm the Bucks and I see that, I'm I'm on the phone. Frying his ass. What are you doing, man? Listen, you get hit in the jaw, you're done. Listen, we talk about guys making dumb moves. They got a guy, JPP, who, first off, he likes to, Fourth uh, of July, you're making millions of dollars <laughs> and you want to blow off fireworks and blow off your hand. And then, you know, Crazy. you got these other guys. Who, who was the other guy? Was it, was it him or was it somebody else? Drove, instead of getting an Uber, drove at like 4.30 in the morning, got a DUI. Or I was like, what is going on in that area? And not only that, uh, I was in a one-car accident. Nobody hurt. Nothing to see here. Right. Oh, by the way, I broke my neck. Exactly. He'll never play football again. You don't come back from a broken neck. He's. I, I was reading You're not yesterday. Peyton Manning. Hello. I was reading yesterday that they're hoping to have him back by December. Oh, please. Get out of here with that. Yeah. Had they known that, they could have got Josh Allen, the the, the uh, power edge rusher. Because now their defensive line, sure, they got Indomitian Sue. I'll tell you what. If there's one thing to maybe get a little bit of wood... Get a little excitement about this Buccaneer. I watched this guy work out last week in, in a mini camp there. This guy looks like a buffalo in a jersey. He is the he might be the biggest guy I've ever seen on a football field. And he's still got some speed. And maybe he's shaking off some of a talk about a guy's made dumb decisions, but all, all on the field, stepping on guys' nads, kicking people. I mean, he was on the Super Bowl last year with the Rams. I thought they would have maybe re-upped him. I don't know if he wanted too much money. But, but here's the thing. When, when you look at his transition, you know, here's a guy who was. He was called the dirtiest, nastiest player in the game. He went from that to being kind of a silent but deadly kind of guy next to Aaron Donald. And you're right. They made it to the, they made it to the Super Bowl. I will always say that if Gurley was healthy, Rams would be Super Bowl champs. But that's another discussion for another time. That was, but I think that was, what, an, odd, it was an odd Super Bowl move, wasn't it? It was. Very it really odd. was. But for the Bucks now, Arians had to see something. Todd Bowles, more importantly, the defensive coordinator, he had to see something in Sue to be like, all right, we want to take a chance on this guy. But I'm sure they sat down with him and said, listen, here's what's going on. We're going to break it down for you like a fraction. You're going to come in. You're going to do your job. Don't do no dumb shit. And let's let's make some moves. Let's make some moves. And he's got to know. And Sue's got to know that maybe it could be the end of the line for him too. He's oh, got, I, yeah, he, totally. He's, a one-year deal. I love the fact that he gave him ten million dollars, and all uh, Gerald McCoy got up in, in uh, Carolina was ten million, but he got a longer deal. I think I'm happy for Gerald McCoy. If I'm him, you know the Buck fan that just crucified the poor guy. I'm sorry. There was only one Warren Sapp. You can't be a defensive tackle and get double-digit sacks every exactly. year. There was only one Warren Sapp, and there'll never be another one. He was a great community guy. He was the best player on a shitty defense. Ex sorry. Yeah, listen, he had to I go mean, get his. People were money. going. I thought he was treated horribly. And then they asked, well, he ought to take a pay cut. My ass. You treat me like shit. And then you want me to cut my pay and have to stay here for more of it? No, I want to play in 
playoff games. I want to be on Monday Night Football. I don't want to play in this goddamn steam bath at 1 o'clock every Sunday, yeah. getting our asses handed to I us. I mean, listen, they've got a hell of a schedule this year. They've got, like, what, seven road games this Sorry, year? they get screwed again this year. I mean, I was more optimistic last year going into the season. And another thing, and you're a Philly guy. To, to cast a Sean Jackson away like he was the goddamn problem. And that was the spin I got from these these uh, people in Tampa. Good, good riddance to that damn troublemaker. You mean the Hall of Famer with the most 50-yard-plus touchdowns in NFL history? Not the guy who throws 38 picks a year? How do you say that Deshaun Jackson's a bad guy? Did he cop an attitude when he didn't score touchdowns? Yeah, that's what players do. Ballers get pissed when you don't throw them the ball. That's his job. His job is to go out there and make plays. And exactly. when you don't, I mean, listen, when, when, Ryan, when Ryan Fitzpatrick was out there with him, he was out there. He was making balls. I mean, the first play against Philadelphia in 120-degree weather, he goes 70 yards and says, hey, Philly, guess what? I'm still here. I can still do it. So what does Philly do? Okay, Tampa don't want you. Come on home. Yeah, come on home, and come I guarantee he lights it up this year. Yeah. He'll light so, it up this year. And they were making comparisons, Eric. You'll love this, that, that Carson Wentz just got an extension and that Winston should be in line for the same money. What? Are you out of your goddamn mind? <laughs> Jameis Winston getting $32 million a year? I want to, Seriously, if he gets that, I damn sure want his agent's number on the phone. I don't know. I think they're using some kind of a like a bath salt or something. I think they're roofing all the Glazers when they go into meetings. And you know something? The Glazers get cracked a lot, too. The Glazers get cracked as being cheap. Uh, if you look at the numbers or not, they, they've spent more in free agency They've been in the top three in free agent spending in the last two seasons. Okay. Okay. Who's making the calls on these guys? We got Vinnie Curry and Bo Allen. Vinnie Curry had three sacks. Bo Allen did absolutely nothing. The year before that, we got J.R. Sweezy. We signed a guy with a broken goddamn leg. I mean, who signs a guy with a broken leg? He missed the whole season. There's seven million. There's so much wasted money up and down that roster. Jason Light, the only reason he kept his job, Eric, is because he had a Rolodex with Bruce Arians' phone number on it. And the second they slip it all this year, Eric, uh, Light is gonzo. You saw he was voted the 31st of 32nd general managers. Don't even get me started on the kicker. Don't even get me started on <laughs> three running backs in the top three rounds that aren't even on the fucking roster. Listen, yeah, oh, you, I, you I, can't I draft. Yeah, you don't waste third-round picks. Those are guys who start. Yeah. Those are your diamonds in the rough. Those are your guys that, you know what, people passed on them, but they're going to come and they're going to work harder than most of these other guys in your first rounders. I will say this, though. I had a chance last night. I was at the trap. Oh, Devin you were White. up, there with the, with, was the, up the, there with the youngins on the field. How'd yeah, they look? Yeah. Rookie class, I will say this for the Bucks. All you Buccaneer fans, listen up. You need to support these young men because I'll tell you what, they look like they're ready to go. I they love, love, And Devin White. I love Devin White. I no slouch. No slouch. I had a chance to actually talk to him. He's ready to get to work. I think he's going to be a little upset because, you know, they're only on training camp, mini camp, probably another two weeks, and they got time out before actual, you know, they get not, not mini uh, training camp, before they actually get rocking and rolling there. I think he's kind of like, he's antsy. He's right. ready to go. And they were asking him last night. One of the reporters actually asked him, you know, making this transition, do you feel like you're a freshman again? He goes, hell no, nah, I'm ready to get started, man. I, I yeah. You know, I've matured myself. I've got myself to a position where I feel like I'm ready to get I'm ready to get back in it. I'm ready to get cracking. Let's go. And he's got guys like Levante David, yes. an all-pro. You know, it's a shame at Quan Alexander. If we weren't so goddamn strapped for money with all these bonehead signings, they could have kept Quan Alexander and not had to draft a linebacker. The fact that the Patriots, the Patriots who win the Super Bowl every year, are in better financial stra uh, cap space than the Buccaneers who can't get out of their own way. 
Light, if he ever gets another job in the NFL, other than a ball boy, I'd be shocked. Uh, but, I mean, his record is atrocious. Okay, but if he goes out this year and Bruce Arians, and Bruce Arians leads the Bucks to the playoffs, he's going to look like a goddamn genius, and he they're going to say, hey, man, hey. I am the first guy to just... I'll, I won't say I was wrong his first five years. He's, how long has he ever been there? Seven years. His, his record is atrocious. Yeah. I mean, it, just the kicker thing alone. I mean, just... You can do a three hours... There's going to be a book written about the Buccaneer kicker situation. <laughs> By the way, I heard Roberto Aguayo, t- he's uh, trying out for teams. He's sending out tapes as, as we speak. He says he's got it He's got it beat now, Eric. He said he, he figured out what was wrong. He's just got to not concentrate on missing. So, you know, it took a little bit of coaching to do that. That oh, guy will never okay. kick. He won't kick for an arena team. Even the arena league is folded. No surprise there. Are you into Canadian football at all? No. Come on, if you got to get yeah fixed on a Friday night, you want to watch a little Hamilton? No. He's at the 40, the 45, the 50, the 50 again, the 45. <laughs> we love Canadian football. It's kind of like the Special Olympics. Just got their 13 on a side. You know, every every single play is offside. I kid Daryl up there, box throws. But as, as opposed to, uh, I would take Canadian football over arena ball. I never got into arena ball. Well, see, I did. I got into arena ball a little bit. I actually went to a couple Tampa Bay store games. And you know what? I actually, I... I get what you're coming. I see where you're coming from, but at the same time, I was like, "Eh, you know, I could kind of go up there. I wouldn't go to. I wouldn't go for a full season." But I'm surprised you weren't a Philadelphia Soul fan, the Bon Jovi team. They won a couple of championships. They, didn't they did. They did. Ron Jawor- I've never seen Ron Jaworski so happy until when we won the Super Bowl. I was like, "Well, damn, Ron, yeah, is, right. is he? Uh, is he off uh, ESPN now? Is he still on there? I think. I think he's still, no, he's still on there. I, I watched over live a billion and- hours of videotape this morning on <laughs> Joe Flacco, <laughs> but ESPN. Not to hop top. All right, we've beaten the Bucks into the ground. We'll see how it goes, man. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I'll tell you this. Don't buy all this bullshit that, uh, that Arians is locked, signed, sealed, and delivered for the long haul with Winston. The first learning curve Sunday, he's to the bench. He's to the bench. And if they lose two or three in a row, you can see him be released. Because they could, they're not going to get on the hook. For I, I really thought after the four-pick uh, four game against Cincinnati, where they were just atrocious. I mean, they, I've never seen it, such bad picks. I thought they would just set him down. Do you remember the uh, who was it that did that to uh, the Ra- the Ravens did that with a the quarterback? They didn't want to pay. It was a top draft pick whose name escapes me. Jackson, not Lamar Jackson. Who I saw yesterday. My buddy covers the Ravens. I saw Lamar Jackson. He's what, like twenty three? He looks like he spent the entire offseason eating. He's got a spare tire that would fit on a goddamn Mack truck. Look, he had to put Check- weight on. <laughs> yeah, but not in one spot. You might have put on your biceps. On the flip Dude side, is fat. Okay, on check the, him out. He's fat. All right, I will. Flip He's side, have you seen uh, Christian McCaffrey though? That boy went Thick. from like he hit puberty. <laughs> How could he get any bigger? Uh, no, he got no from where he was last, last year? year to this year. He was thick as a brick last okay, year. Okay, well, why, look at him this year. Boy, I was wrong. I said, "There's no way a little white running back is going to dominate the NFL." But if you're a fantasy player and you had him, yeah. go ahead and assume victory. Exactly. My God, it's a good thing I, I'm one to. I'm a, a great armchair quarterback to evaluate talent. But I mean, you can critique a guy like Jason Light when uh, just bonehead, bonehead, bonehead pick. Another year they spend a top three picks on defensive backs. Every year they draft five, and every year, the next year, they draft five more. Yeah. They only field four of them. Where are these guys going? Uh, listen, it's their production. I guess they're trying to you know, run these schemes where they keep their guys fresh. But I hate to tell them, this isn't college football where you're running out you know, massive squads out there. You saw what happened. Chip Kelly tried it. didn't work. Right. But we'll see what, we'll see what Arians, Arians can do and what Todd Bowles can do with that defense. I'll tell you this. Can't, can't be any worse. Yeah. How could they possibly be worse? This is true. And you got Byron Leftwich in there, a guy who's played the game. He studied under Arian. So, you know, I, I early bird prediction, I'll say the Bucks go seven and nine. 
But I got to see what happens. I would probably accept that. I mean, as a hardcore Bucks fan, I don't want to say I'm not going to be. A, I'm not going to pull for this team until Winston's gone and they turn the direction. But I, I've never seen this in my lifetime. If 50 years of watching sports, Eric, if if you and I are both uh, Rays fans or you and I are both Cubs fans, we will argue amongst each other, but towards a common goal. Exactly. I'm not going to. Dude, I've had bloodbath argument threatening. You don't know shit. Fuck you. You don't know. We don't even need you as a fan. I've never seen buck on buck or fan on fan skirmishes that this this Winston thing has created. It's I've never seen it in my life. And I'm ready for it to go away. I'm ready for it to either he shits the bed and he's gone right. or he turns a corner and he's a pro quarterback. But I don't know, man. Can can a Tiger change its stripes? After four years, I, I asked you how long he'd be in Philly. He'd already be gone three years ago. Oh, yeah. In Philly, he'd have lasted about half a season. They ran Randall Cunningham out of town. All he did was have the team record in uh, passes and touchdowns and yada, yada, yada. The, speaking of which, quickly, you had, a, had to be nice for you to, to finally cash a winning ticket on your Eagles. Long-suffering Eagle fan. What was it like? Man, I'll tell you what. Um, did you break down? It was 52 years for the organization. It was 42 years for me. Yeah. And I... I, I I didn't break down. Surprisingly enough, the funny thing was I was at my house that night watching the game with a couple Patriots fans who left immediately after the game was over. And I don't think reality set in because I was like, wow, this really happened. And my best friend who was sitting with me, Lance, he was like up and down cheering, doing cartwheels. Brother probably broke his back, neck, legs, knees, a whole nine yards. But he was so excited. Monday morning when I woke up and that's all that came across the TV, I think that's when it hit me like, Oh shit, we really won. I know. And I was actually, I was on the first thing smoking. I told my wife, um, the only thing I did Sunday night after everybody left was I booked my flight because I was going home for the parade. I was not missing this parade. Right. I asked her if she wanted to go to Disney the next day, and she's like, I don't know if we're going to go. Okay, well, then I'm booking my flight and I'm going home. I'd rather take Dil- uh, Disney over Philly any, or I'd take Philly over Disney any day of the week. Yeah, well, I promised her, I said, when we win again, and we will, I said, we'll just go to Disney from now on because we're an hour, we're, we're, you know, two hours away. But, it was a surreal moment for me walking into work that Monday. It is. It's a, it's a, it's my team growing up in Chicago in the seventies and early eighties. Yeah, I never experienced anything. I mean, my 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 uh, Bulls and Blackhawks would make the playoffs, but they would go out and won. The Bears would make the playoffs. Maybe in eight, seventy eight, they made it one and done. They never did anything, and then the the Bears finally got to the mountaintop. Well, actually, it was eighty four. My Cubs went to the playoffs, and they broke, ripped my heart out. But that that night when the Bears won the Super Bowl, now I'm a Bucks fan, true blue now. But I was still, and I still had, I was just moved to Chicago, just moved to Florida, and that team had the whole country's heart. But they were my Bears. Walter Payton was my all-time idol, greatest player ever in my book. And you're right. I mean, I didn't break down for that game because as a kid, you don't really get as emotional as you do as an adult because right. you don't know the you know, the suffering you went through. But you're right. It almost well it, that one sunk in. To be honest, the Buccaneers Super Bowl. Still is a little surreal for me. I still I, I still have trouble grasping that one. And it just, it, you know, I, I bust my buddy, uh, Doug Fernandez, chops of the Herald Tribune. He was, he really didn't even give a shit that the uh, Bruins lost the, the uh, cup the other night. He's got, he went three out of four every year. I said, the poor, the poor kids in Boston, man. Eric, it's been six months since they've been able to hoist the championship. <laughs> Can you imagine? Those poor kids in Boston. The Red Sox will probably win, and the Patriots win another one next year. Now, I, mean, so I don't think the Patriots are going to win next year. They'll be back in it, but I don't think they're going to win it. I think there's way too much talent right now out there spread throughout. I do too. And Especially with Pat Mahomes in Kansas City. And, yeah. the, and you go look up and down the league. Uh, it's going to be an exciting year of football. 
both in the NFC and the AFC. Football's king. I mean, let's face it. I'm a huge baseball fan. Baseball's day in and day out. It's a grind. It's 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 the way of life. And I love it when they coexist. I love it when the hockey starts up, actually. Oh, October is probably one of the best months because you get all of it. Absolutely. You, you get, get all of it. Just a smorgasbord of nonstop entertaining sports. I'll tell you, I went to Vegas in uh, uh, November of last year. And whoever came up with the in-flight TV, but JetBlue was the initial guy who did it. Yeah. Oh, my God. We, I've left on a morning flight. I've never had so much fun on a flight. I had bets running. I had money running. Numbers running up and down the aisles. By the time we got there, the 4 o'clock games were brought ready to kick off. It was crazy out there. And I'm telling you, man, the Raiders, the Bucks keep screwing around, and I'm just going to jump ship to the Raiders. Hey, I'm just going to jump ship. You know what? I was just out there for Memorial Day, and uh, I went out there for my first time, and we stayed at uh, the Mandalay Bay and, and Delano Hotel. Oh, right across the street. Right across the street. How cool is this, man? That stadium's looking beautiful. When you go to a football game, I don't care if it's Philly, uh, Chicago, or Tampa Bay. It's a big production. You got to get in the car. You got to drive there. Traffic, bullshit, park, yada, 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 walk in. You could literally, and mark my words, you saw it, it's just a little, it's a, right across the highway. Yeah. They're not going to have a stoplight. They're no. going to have shuttles going over. So you can watch your one o'clock games, party like a rock star, bet on everything that moves. And then you shuttle over to the stadium for the four o'clock game, which by the way, I promise you, you're going to be have fan duel or some kind of in-game betting at the stadium. Oh, of course. Promise you. Then... No long drive home. No sitting in bumper to bumper traffic with dad bitching at the guy in front of him. You take the trolley right, the the escalator right back to the casino, and it's eight o'clock kickoff. It is so genius that I can't believe it hasn't happened before. And if that stadium, well, it's going to be just like the artist rendering, spectacular. Oh yeah, spectacular. But my question is this, and I'm a Gruden guy. I'm glad the Bucks didn't bring him back because you can't. It's like going out with your high school sweetheart. It just You can't recapture the magic. Ten years and, later, yeah, you both growing up, but I don't think so. Right. And uh, to be honest, I think he makes it to Vegas, obviously. He's not going to bail out this year. He makes it to Vegas one, two years, and if they're not a winning team, he goes back to Monday Night Football or Fox or whoever gives him the most money. He's got a beautiful deal because he gets paid regardless. But, but if he, he has to get fired, though, I'd imagine. He can't quit and still get the $10 million a year for No, I think there's something in there that's going to be like, listen, if, if if we fire you, I mean, you're contractually obligated. You'll still get your money. But. Right, but I know he can double dip. He can collect that money and whoever's going to, because whether Fox needs it, whether NBC, whether he can go back to Monday Night Football, somebody will line the back up the Brinks truck. I think these guys, in their head, they're never done coaching. They're never done coaching. Bizarre draft again. When don't the Raiders have a bizarre draft? Listen, I was we we did that. We did the first round at Rafferty's, and when they drafted Colin Farrell, 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 whatever his name is, we the owner of Rafferty's, Carl, is a Raiders fan. Right. We asked Carl. I'm like Carl, what happened? <laughs> you had the number for what? How, like I, I I almost came out my mouth with some slick shit, but I was just like, I thought Al Davis was dead. Is happened? it the crazy crazy kid with the haircut? That's a story in itself. But here's the thing. At the end of the day, they had probably one of the best drafts. Well, they really did. I mean, Getting, being able to get Josh Jacobs, from the running back from Alabama, and adding him to their mix. You know Marshawn's gone after this year. You know, it, it, what it says to me is that first pick was just they, they decided that they wanted to go after something, and they got who they wanted. But then it took the pressure off of them because people were like, well, what else are they going to do? And what people forgot was, oh, wait, we still have talented guys out there. Overall, I look at the Raiders draft and I say, you know what? You get a solid B, B-plus from me, because I want to see what's going to happen. This is the last year. Like what we saw last night, sure. Oracle, shut down. You shut down on a loss. The Raiders, last season in Oakland before you moved to Vegas. What's going to happen? I think it's either you're going to be, because there already are the expectations. 
So do you ride it out this year and give one to Oakland? Because right now, Oakland's pissed. I'm going to tell you right now. The Oracle, people in Oakland, oh yeah, they angry as fuck. Of course they would be. I mean, they're going to lose their A's too. Their A's are going to San Jose. I yeah. Mean, but, uh, Oakland's an armpit. I mean, Oakland is, it's the lower class sub uh, suburban outlier, but it's still a, a, a metro s- section of city. But San Francisco is so much nicer. I've never been there. But you can just see from the... Uh, oh, San Francisco is nice. How come this, though? How come the Oakland A's, it's all like old ladies and seniors? The Raiders, it's all the Hells Angels and they empty out the prison. I do. <laughs> you, don't, you don't see the same people at the Warriors games. No, you don't. That was, a cra- that was the craziest uh, finish last night I've ever seen. They're going ape shit in Toronto. They're like, wait a minute. We got to shoot a free throw here. Uh, what do you put the shit back in? The, you put the cork back in the champagne. Oh, exactly. Like uh, we, the we can't get this thing back in. Wait, wait. That was the, the premature celebration. I mean, they got... It was the craziest thing I've ever seen, but God bless uh, Toronto for getting it done. And what a great move for basketball. Great move for hockey with the Blues winning the win this, winning the Stanley Cup. And it, I, I loved it for two reasons. First of all, that was the only uh, postseason hockey I watched. My lightning ripped my heart out and shoved it up my ass. Oh, my God. I mean, have you ever heard of, you ever seen a tank job like that? 62 games, 62 wins, and then you they go out toyed, in the first round. They toyed with, they were up 3 nothing at game here. They were up 3 nothing in, in that game. game. One. I know. That I was taking I took my daughter out for dinner and we were at Buffalo Rat Feces. Had a huge problem in that place. We come in right, it's the first game of Tampa Bay's in the playoffs. Right. If you're a sports bar, you better suck it up because it doesn't happen often. It might happen with the lightning and that's about it. We get there and a well, a feminine young man said, "Are you here for the lightning game?" Head to toe in lightning. No, we're going to watch the Browns preseason coverage. Yeah, we're here for the lightning game. Well, um we have trivia, so there won't be any audio for the game. What? I said, that's an interesting move. I got a trivia question for you. What shitty overpriced chicken wing place went out of business for decisions like that? Oh, my God. I said, are you, the whole bar is full of lightning. I said, if we win the trivia, can we win the, to get the audio back on? And they just asked the question. They could have turned the game back on. So, long story short, it's up 3 nothing. Now we're enjoying. The food is terrible. Every, the service is terrible. I'm done with them forever. It's a cool place to go and drink beer. Don't eat there. Okay. Um, it kind of has a bit of a Vegas uh, sportsbook feel. If you, you know, you can find somebody running action at the table. You can bet on your phone. Screw it. At any rate, I'm enjoying my daughter's birthday. We go back to the house. I noticed that they had scored a goal. It's 3-1 and everything. We're, we're hanging out. I didn't see my little girl in a while. And now it's 3-2. I figured, well, yeah. I saw another goal score. I figured the lightning banged one in. It's 4-2. And... My girlfriend goes, oh, there's 30 seconds left. I said, all right, one nothing. She goes, no, they're down. I said, what? That's how confident I was. I didn't even watch the third period. I said, wait, why was I not informed of this? I cleared the room. I said, what the fuck is going on? They're losing. An alarm went off. Everyone was going to the floor. And that was it, Eric. They never even showed up. I, and don't give me this, well, they weren't a good defensive team. They won 60 games. You don't win 60 games by not playing defense. Exactly. I'll tell you what. If Cooper wasn't, if it wasn't for the miracle season that they had, not a miracle, but just a steamroller, I'd have fired his ass. I'd have fired him. How do you not? Somebody's got to be held responsible for that. And who is? I mean, that's the question. Because I don't think we've ever talked about that or anybody's really touched on it. Who accepted responsibility for the demise that was the first round you get jacked by Columbus? How about this one that never won a freaking playoff series? Next week, they got to go out to Vegas for the awards. You don't think they're going to be laughing their asses off for Kucherov getting his trophy, for uh, the best goalie in a 
the Russian kid for coach of the year. Oh, I don't yeah. think he gets coach of the year. It's supposed to be decided on regular season. But I don't how can you give a guy a coach of the year when you fold like an omelet? I've never been more let down. My 84 Cubs were up 2-0 in the playoffs, and then they folded like an omelet, and they lost and bro- ripped my heart out of my chest. I've never been more disgusted, not disappointed, disgusted by a, a, a pro franchise, my team, than I've been by the Lightning. So I lifted the moratorium two nights ago just for the sole purpose to watch the Blues win it and to watch Boston lose. So that it wore my heart a little bit. There you go. Right, Eric Wilson joins us from the Sports Reader. Talk to me about how people can listen and what do you guys got going on? I mean, you guys are taking the world by storm. You are a madman. You are out there. You remind me of a young Ozzy the Sports Junkie. I see you up there at the, the Magic Games. I see you up at the Trop. You guys look great. You sound great. I mean... Hey, man, it's a hustle and a grind. And coming from you, that means a lot. Listen, you, you, you can you check gotta us out. You got to love it, though, right? You oh, got to love listen. it. Because at this, at this, at this uh, level... It doesn't matter what level you're on, whether you're at the top of the heap or other. Because I got a newsflash for you. A lot of guys that are at the top of the heap don't go to a single game a year. Right. Don't even watch the games. They get their script pre-prepared for them. I won't mention any names, Jim Rome. <laughs> um, well, if somebody's going to write a script for you, I mean, he's been on for 20 years. I think he's the greatest guy in sports radio. He changed the way that sports talk radio. He influenced me quite a bit. But you can see where you become kind of. Uh, yeah, apathetic to the whole thing. Yeah. I still like to get out there. I like the crack of the bat. I like to go to the ballpark. I like to hang out. I like to hang out locker rooms. I like to talk to the players, hang out the batting cage, and as obviously you do too because you're going up there. And that's where, you, as I said before we went on the air, that's where you make your connections, guy, because that is where you'll meet this guy. And oh, here's a guy. You're a Philly guy, or you're a big basketball guy. You'll see this guy. Oh, he writes for this paper. This guy writes for the sporting news. And all it takes is getting a business card, and you get a friend for life, man. I had a streak, Eric. You won't believe this. I will. You have a guy you know very well, Doug Glanville. Yes. He played for the Cubs and he played for the Phillies. I had a co-host who was a chick, Lori Carner. She went to Teaneck High School with Doug Glanville. This is before he worked for the Cubs, Comcast. I had him on twice a week for two years. It was the only show he did was my show. And then he got hired by the Cubs. Then he got hired by ESPN uh, Baseball Tonight. He's one of the top guys in the country. So there's, there's the Ozzy Karma one. Ozzy Karma 2 is so freaking insane, it's incredible. Booger McFarlane used to be on 1040 in a field, a cow field. He paid for his own airtime. I met him at a Bucks practice. We exchanged numbers. He would call me and not beg, but you need anybody to come on tonight? I said, sure, man. Come on tonight. Well, we know where he is. Exactly. He took off on that uh, college football. He was so good at it that... He's riding on the, the Booger Mobile on Monday Night Football. Well, thank God they took that thing down. I was so thankful because that thing last year just pissed the, that, that just annoyed what the shit mean, out the, of me. What do you mean the Booger Mobile's gone? Yeah, because, well, <laughs> it's, it's just him and the other short guy that they got in there. It was kind of uh, ridiculous, wasn't it? Yeah, because, well, here's the thing. You pay your hard earned money to get these great seats on Monday Night Football, and the next thing you know, you got this thing rolling in front of you. You can't watch the play. You got to lean to the left, lean to the right. I'm like, what are we, Fat Joe? Lean with it. Rock with it. I'm like, what are you doing? Is that what it was that the, uh, the, the, I'd imagine that the, the, Patrons were pissed off. If you got Booger in front of you, he was about 350. Right. So they took it away. He's back up in the booth now because they can't find anybody to replace Jason Witten, which, by the way, Jason Witten come out of retirement. Ooh, that could be ugly. Yeah, yeah he's one hit away from uh I don't like that done. move. I don't like it either, but uh, he's a little long in apparently, the tooth. Apparently, apparently Dallas needed somebody and they couldn't find a tight end. Oh, hey, sorry about your luck. But no, getting back to what you were saying, listen, you can check us out. First off, our website is thesportsarena1number1.com. You can check us out every Saturday, 1070 The Zone, WKII. We are 11 till 12. And as I say, we are the best damn sports show in Florida, the sports arena. You can follow us on Facebook. 
Twitter, Instagram, all social media facets. We cover the Rays. We cover the Lightning. You guys do. We cover the Lightning. And I love your, you got a contrarian. You're not all homers. You're the Philly guy. No, I'm the Philly guy. Chip. As I call him, the most level-headed man in the business. He he's the Atlanta guy. You know the How great the hell's Al Bushman. The Atlanta guy. Is he he's, from Atlanta. He's from Atlanta. Okay, that's that's acceptable then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the great Al Bushman, of course, born and raised here. He is a huge Rays, and well, he's sometimes a Bucks fan. He denounced his uh, Buck fandom last year. I'll tell you what, man. I I have not denounced it because I'll never denounce it. I'll always pull for my team, but they piss me off. I can be pissed at my team, can I? Oh no, I bought season tickets. Oh, no. I did... have so much committed in this goddamn team. I have the right to be pissed. We did a live show, and he actually put on a Rams hat, and I was like, "What are you doing?" And he just he said, "It's for entertainment purposes." No, it's not. No. You denounced your team, I... and then of course our girl Kristen, she is a huge Browns fan, so I think this year I'm have to listen to her. Only girl I know who can find and in any in any conversation she can find a way to insert the Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm like, how do you do this? Well, that was We're not my, even talking sports. That was identical to my uh, former co-host who was also a Buckeye. Once a Buckeye, always a Buckeye, and they got to shove it up your ass from the Ohio State. Yeah, exactly. Shove it up the ass. Of I'm you. like, seriously. I'm like, listen. I'm a Philly guy, and I will talk Phillies. I I will talk Flyers. I will talk Eagles. I will talk Sixers all day long. But there comes a point in time where people don't want to hear my mouth. So I'm like, all right, fine. I'll shut it down for a minute. Now, I've lived here since 95, 96. So I'm also a Magic fan. So when the two of them play each other, I'm kind of like split down the middle. I cheer for my team that I, that you know, I have born and bred with because I had the opportunity to watch Dr. J. Oh, man, was he something else. Oh, yeah. He was Michael Jordan before Jordan. I mean, and Jordan I got a chance to class. watch Charles Barkley. But at the same time, I was here for Shaq and Penny and T-Mac and all oh, those boys. Man, how about the 91? Was it 91? won the uh, finals and uh, Neil Anderson goes to the line and misses two free throws and it was the end of it. It was the end of it. That was another one that broke my heart. I yeah. wrote that thing because that was the year I think Michael was out of basketball. It was the uh, Magic and Rockets in the final. The Rockets, the Magic were clearly the better team and uh, they couldn't get it done and they have they been to a final since? Uh, no, not well. They went in 09, 08, 09 against the Lakers. Oh, that's right. How about this one? I saw you uh you were there for the, was it the first round? Was the, the uh, Raptors? Magic and Raptors? Yeah. And you're there front and center. I'm like, my man is getting up right up in Alexander. Quiet uh, In the third quarter there, I mean, <laughs> you can tell by your phone, you were a good. I don't know if there was a lot of people in the room or not, but I'm like, man, because it's very intimidating when you've, you've never been in a, a press conference or something. You let the pros ask the questions. Of course. And when you just start out. I mean, I used to sit in Lou Pinella's office after a loss. He throws shit at you. But then one hand he goes, hey, you want a beer? I go, sure, Skip. Thanks. Hey, you look thirsty. <laughs> I thought my first, one of my first times in a, cl a clubhouse, I ate, I thought the food was not for everybody. He comes in, he goes, who the hell are you? I just put it down, I ran out there. <laughs> All right, Eric, thanks for coming down, man. And don't hey, be a stranger, I know we're at. And, yeah. Uh, check them out, Sports Arena. And once again, tomorrow, what time? Tomorrow, we're on from 11 a.m. till noon. We're actually outside of the trap. Come join us. I've got a couple tickets to uh, the Angels game tomorrow. Come check us out. Very cool. All right. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for listening. Ozzy the Sports Junkie, only on Sports Junkie Radio Network. All right, man. That was good. Fucking good. That had to be longer than an hour. 49 minutes? <laughs>